Welcome to the Granite Gals podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the right mountains. I am Alexandra Her, And I am Sage Her. We are 14 and 12 year old hikers who have been hiking the 4,000 footers since we were little. We have done the 4,000 footers, the 52 with the view, trail rights, and many other mountains. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. Hello everyone, today we are interviewing Linda French, an avid white mountain hiker. Dr. French received her PhD in planetary astronomy from Cornell University. Her research contains the study of the shapes and surfaces of asteroids and comets. She is a professor of physics at Illinois Wesleyan University where she teaches astronomy and physics. Welcome to Granite Gals. Thank you, it's good to be here. So when did you start hiking and why do you like to hike? Well, I started hiking the White Mountains in 1977. Uh, I'd always liked to walk, but I grew up in Indiana in the Midwest where there weren't mountains. So hiking really wasn't a thing where I grew up. But it was right after I'd gotten married the first time, and my then father-in-law came up to me uh, while we were up here on vacation and said, I've got this mountain that you, you would really enjoy hiking this mountain. And I thought, hmm, I don't know about that. <laughs> And he's, it's great, it's great, only about a little less than 10 miles, Mount Moriah, you'll love it. And I said, oh, well, this is not a person you can say no to very easily. So we went, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and then I got up there, and I saw the view, and I said, okay, you know, I could get used to this. This is, this is cool. So then I started uh, hiking more and more, and I really came to love it. Why do I like to hike? I think when I was in graduate school uh, and, and doing postdoctoral studies, I like to say that I liked to beat up my body instead of my brain for, mm. for because I was working <laughs> so hard and thinking so hard about things. That's interesting. Have you finished the four Ks? What is your favorite? I have. I started in 77. I finished in 1995, and I sent in my paperwork in 2006. Uh, from what I understand, that's not all that uncommon. My favorite, the Bonds. If I had to pick one, Bond Cliff, I would say. I want that picture out there on that cliff. Uh, the last time I was there, the winds were 50 miles an hour, and I wasn't brave enough for that. So. What do you like about Bond Cliff? Because it just feels so remote. Uh, the only thing you can see there, I think, is maybe the top of the skis area on uh, Loon Mountain. And so you feel like you're just a million miles away from everyone. Now, I know that the the trails are getting pretty crowded these days, so maybe it's not quite right. so anymore. <laughs> you know more about that than I do more recently. What lists or mountains, besides the 4Ks, have you hiked or are working on? What did you enjoy about them specifically? Well, it just seemed like the next thing was to start working on the, the New England 4,000 footers. So far, I've done one in Vermont. Uh, my daughter, Masha, and I did Abraham. Uh, I've come to realize now that I don't have quite as much desire to drive three hours each way to climb a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and if I continue with that list, I'm, I'm just going to have to do things differently. Mom's the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to have to, to uh, rethink and make the acquaintance of you know local motels or something uh, if I'm going to do that. But also, I learned about the 52 with a view list, and I realized I've already got a very good start on that from uh, some of the other hiking I've done. And you don't always really have to, you know, to do a 4K for it to be fun and, and rewarding. So maybe we'll go with that. Who knows? So is the 4K list your favorite list? Or? It's just, I don't know. Also asking about favorite, you know, favorite mountains. 
I can't think of one that I really hated. This is not on your list of questions, but the thing that bugs me the most is when I see people on usually Facebook groups saying, I hate hail. That hail is a terrible <laughs> mountain. There's no view. Well, first of all, I'm Aww. old enough to remember when there was a view on hail, because when the <laughs> trees were lower. And my gosh, I've been in Illinois for 15 years, where I would have killed for any mountain you know, to, to climb. Right. Uh, so you know, the mountains are just there. They don't care if we like them or not. Okay, <laughs> rant over. <laughs> where else have you hiked in addition to the White Mountains? What is your favorite place to hike outside the Northeast? Well, I did some uh, hikes when I was in grad school, uh, not in the, in the high peaks of the Adirondacks, but in the foothills. Then we learned that it basically didn't take any longer to get here than it did there, and we already knew here, so we came here. The Catskills uh, did a little bit out in Oregon when I was visiting friends out there, but the place that we've gone the most, uh, my husband and I like to go to England a lot. Oh. And the footpaths there are just amazing. You can walk from one village to another, uh, we walked along the coastal path in Cornwall, uh, you know, get up in the morning, just take a water bottle and a snack. You can go to another village for lunch, you can walk home, it's very civilized. Wow. Uh, you, there, there, there are high peaks to climb, um, and we haven't done as much as we would like. But it's just beautiful and green, and it's very nice walking. They talk about walking more than hiking, although they really are doing hiking. <laughs> so yeah. you would say the those trails are easier to walk on than the ones in New Hampshire? I think everything is easier to walk on <laughs> than the trails in New Hampshire. Good point, yeah. <laughs> I live in Virginia now. I've had one or two people say, oh, the Shenandoahs are harder. Nah. <laughs> Have you ever experienced sexism directed towards you on the trail? Okay, I thought about this when listening to your podcast. And actually, in terms of direct, you know, get off the trail, you know, you shouldn't be here, why are you? No. I just had a recent experience that was some combination of, I think, sexism and ageism, which was interesting, which was that Masha, my daughter, and I were doing, she, she did Tom, I uh, waited for her, we did field together, and we were coming down, and I find the stretch, the lower part of the Avalon Trail, really kind of nasty, bouldery. Plus, when I'm, I'm not doing this, a lot I'm out of shape on that, but there was a family mom, dad, and I think three kids. And he had gray hair and a gray beard. I mean, he was not that young. And at one point, we kept leapfrogging them, going back and forth. You know, they'd get ahead of us, they'd stop, and we'd pass them. And finally, you know, we passed them once, and he comes over, and he's chatting with me. And I just want you to know that, that you're an inspiration, and I, and I hope that when I am your age, I am still hiking. I see Masha looking at me uh. with daggers in her eyes, <laughs> waiting for me to say something. But I thought, first of all, I just want to get down this mountain right now. <laughs> also, I could have said something with two words that wouldn't have been very you know, good for the podcast. <laughs> uh, and then I really wanted to say, well, how old do you think I am? You know, because he couldn't have been that much younger than me. And but I just wanted to get down, so I just said, yeah, well, thank you. And I'm thinking I'll take it as a compliment. Now, let's get me off the mountain. Interesting thing to say. <laughs> well, you know, what else can you do at times? So I, it, I'm wondering if you've ever felt any combination of sexism or ageism, like well, people telling you you're too young. Yeah, some people when we were younger, like looked really young. 
Well, they, they sort of wanted to make sure we were okay, like not being forced. <laughs> right. Um, um, some people would spe- just like ignore mom, which is really rude, and just like specifically <laughs> look at us and be like, you know, are you okay? Like, oh how, 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 are, how are you This doing? wild woman is abusing <laughs> you. Yeah. It's, like we're, it's like we're being kidnapped. Like, are you okay? It was just like, yeah, it was, blink twice. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really happen anymore, thankfully, yeah. because we just look older and we are older. Yeah. Occasionally, like if I'm hiking by myself, mm-hmm. mom will get comments, but it's kind of understandable. So directly, I don't really get any comments anymore. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about your most memorable animal, animal encounters on the trails. Oh, I'm really boring on this one. Um, <laughs> the most exciting thing that ever happened to me was I almost walked into a moose once wow. uh, on the North Wind Trail. Yeah, coming down. I, you know, I had no idea. I just turned a corner and there it was, and it was just so much bigger than me. I, I thought there was a boulder at first or something. <laughs> and it was just totally startled. And fortunately, turned around and ran the other way, and the, and the ground shook. But, I don't know, the occasional spruce grouse, um, the only bear I've ever seen was outside the common man up the road. So, no, I don't have a lot of exciting ones. Have you ever had a grouse chase you? One, there was one on isolation that I heard was really, really aggressive. And I think that must have been, it, it got a little, sort of came after me a couple of times and and then it was raining really hard and I think it finally just said which is kind of the way I felt at the time too but. well at least that's good it stopped <laughs> they can be really aggressive yeah they can so do you prefer hiking solo or with a group of people well uh, I did about a third of my 4,000 footers uh, solo and that started simply because my first husband and I were, were hiking at different speeds one day. It was on Willie Field and Tom. And I just said, I don't want to go that fast. You go do Field and Willie and then come back to Tom and I'll meet you there. And it was just so freeing. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He was just faster. So I started doing them by myself. And I just learned a lot about you know, my own body. Like I could tell from my pulse when it was time to rest. And I just got more in tune with what was going on around me. And when I'm, if I'm hiking with more than one other person, my husband and I, or my daughter and I, that's fine. And we can live with long silences and you know stay in tune. And sometimes Masha will go faster than me or slower. But a big group, I find that miles have gone by and I'm not even sure I'm there. You know, you know, I might as well be right. somewhere else. So, so definitely a small group of people I know or solo. Yeah, often when you're in a big group of people, you're not as aware of your surroundings. Absolutely. Right. Because you're just depending on other people to, to lead or go ahead or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also don't get, uh, like, hiking with earbuds or headphones on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea yeah. <laughs> for safety's sake, yeah. Definitely. But also, I, I like to hear what's going on around me and hear yeah. birds. And, it's yeah. also the nature aspect if you have headphones in. Yeah. The sounds are a big part of it. Mm-hmm. What's next? Do you have any specific hiking-related plans for the future? Well, uh, we are moving to New-, to New Hampshire at the end of next calendar year. I'm uh, finally retiring. I'm supposed to be retired now, but that's a longer story. And so definitely something is, is, is in my future, whether it's more of the, of the New England 4,000 footers or the 52 list. I find that having a list is actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people like to put down peak bagging, but I think if I just were like, oh, I guess I'll go to Lafayette again, 
uh, it would get really old very quickly. Yeah, with lists you can feel like you've accomplished something, you know, getting another mount done. Really? Yeah. Also, I probably have less less taste for going out on, on horrible rainy days than I used to. I mean, I've done, <laughs> I've done some hikes on horrible days that I, I wouldn't do now. But at least, you know, you, you do have something and, you, okay, a cloudy day, maybe I'll go something without a view, but I'll go. Yeah, something, not quite sure what it'll be yet, but there will be something. Well, congratulations on your retirement. Thank you. So now I'll ask you some questions unrelated to hiking. Um, so what do you do for a living? Okay, I'm an astronomer, and so I've been a professor for most of my career. At the moment, I am actually doing something different. I work at the National Science Foundation outside uh, DC, where I uh, get proposals from people who want grant money to do research, and then I put together panels of other scientists to review them and convene the panels and you know, make sure everything is on the up and up, that there aren't conflicts of interest and things. And uh, then eventually we, we make the grants. Oh, that's really interesting. It is. It, it's really interesting work. You'll learn about things uh, you know, first when they, when they happen. So that's fun. Uh, but I think of myself as a teacher first. What do you enjoy about teaching? to interact with people who want to learn, uh, and, and most everybody has at least some interest in astronomy. Occasionally, at the university level, you find a few people who are just like, I'm done with science. <laughs> I hate science, which, which is terrible. But I usually try to, to go on a mission to get them at least, you know, if they hate it, well, maybe it's not so bad as I thought it would be. If they're lukewarm, hey, I really like this. So I, I always taught the, the class for the people who weren't science majors, as well as teaching science majors because those are the people who are going to primarily be you know, voting and making decisions, and heaven knows we need more people who care about science right now. <laughs> Sounds like a really influential <laughs> job. Yeah, it is. What's your favorite food? I like most foods, really. There's not many things I don't like, um, except blue cheese and things with tentacles, and that's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just creepiness on my part. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> um, when we're in England, I, I love a good Sunday roast. Uh, I, like, I like all foods. What's your favorite non-hiking-related book? <laughs> okay, uh, the, the best book I think I've read in the last five years is one called Wolf Hall by Hilary Mantel. And it's about the time leading up to um, Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn, uh, and it's just the way the story is told. It's fabulous writing. I highly recommend it. It's big and dense, though. Um, I like Charles Dickens. I know that a lot of people don't these days, but I love Dickens' novels. I could read Dickens for a long time. If you could either fly or be invisible, <laughs> which would you choose and why? <laughs> okay, uh, if I had to choose, I would probably fly. Um, I thought of another superpower that I would like to have. Can I? Can I just definitely? Propose? Okay. Yeah, definitely. I had. I saw this wonderful thing on Facebook of a young woman with a, looking at a statue, a, a, a granite statue, with a steely gaze, and the caption is. My gaze turned the last man who mansplained to me into a <laughs> into stone. <laughs> so the the mansplaining Medusa would be me. You know, just <laughs> that sounds useful. That would be my superpower. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs or cats? Yes, both. <laughs> I've had both. I've had more cats than uh, dogs, but I like I like them both. I think having a hiking dog might be fun. Chips or popcorn? I've eaten a lot of popcorn at a lot of sporting events, but I think if I had to vote, I would say chips. Cheddar or Swiss? Cheddar, definitely. And lastly, if you had to pick only summer hiking or only winter hiking, which would you choose in the White Mountains? 
Well, I have to say summer because that's mostly what I've done. I've only done one winter camping weekend uh, through the AMC. I really enjoyed it. And actually, I dug out my snowshoes when we were in, in Illinois. And I was the one tromping across the, the prairies in, in my snowshoes when people were going by. And nobody seemed to notice me, which really surprised me. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I hope to actually try some winter hiking. And it's occurred to me that some of these trails will be a lot easier in the winter when you get over the rocks. Right, because so. the snow covers everything. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Especially, surface. <laughs> especially isolation. Um, the trail going up isolation, that one's really rocky. That's really nice in the winter. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you. That was fun. The preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike. We strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists, or UCS. It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.